Welcome, you're listening to On The Sly. Holden, how you doing? I'm all good, my friend. How are you doing? I'm cold. Yeah, it is cold, isn't it? Have, have you had your heating on recently? Like, I mean, obviously we've had it on, but have you had it on all the time? Because I've never really paid for my heating before. And yeah. um, I'm, I, I'm of the camp that doesn't need to be on all day, whereas Alice is like, it's fucking cold. Leave it on all day. Oh, God, oh, mate, I'm an I'm a always heating on all day kind of guy, honestly. Cost a fortune, though, doesn't it? It does, but I, I don't really look at the bill. So, <laughs> yes, it doesn't matter. Anyway, that was off to a boring start. What have you got in your hand there? Little Sam, Sandy Mig? I've gone for a San Miguel, yeah. Um, yeah. Just easy in and out. Afraid yeah. to you. I've got pint can of Stella. Oh, a pint? Jesus, yeah. talk me through that purchase. Um, what made well, it to a pint? I, th- I think it was Saturday. I needed some, like... It was, I was watching the West Ham Man U game. We'll come on to that result and the performance afterwards. But I needed I needed a few beers before that, and um, I bought these for myself. And it was one of them on Saturday. It was so annoying. I hadn't had a proper drink for a while, and I'd been gasping all day. So I went around to, um, to my mum's to watch the game. I watched it with Dan like outside, and then sunk about four pint cans of Cronenberg there. And on the way home, I thought, "Fuck this! I'm not done." So I bought myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fucking leaving. Bought myself another four, four pints of Stella, so I've got a couple of those left. I'll see you then. See ya. Um, <laughs> all right, we better go. We better. We better talk about what what have you been up to since our last pod, obviously a week ago. It seems like each week we've got a little bit more to talk about. We're getting up to a little bit more each week now. It is. We're getting full head of steam here, aren't we? Um, so me and Rosie, uh, we we hit. Oh, I feel Christmassy now. Um, we she booked us an outdoor pantomime. Um, Ooh. It, yeah, um, it's so festive, I, isn't it? It is very festive, and I, I, it's a weird tradition, isn't it? Going to the pantomime, and like it doesn't have to be a Christmas thing, like go watch Cinderella, go watch whatever. And we went and watched uh, Hansel and postmodern Hansel and Gretel. Um, I think the postmodern bit was just someone had a pair of jeans on, it was just Hansel <laughs> and Gretel. Uh, it, no, it was absolutely brilliant, and it was. It was all kids there. We were the only like adults without kids there, and <laughs> and because uh, we were outside, like uh, we were, like brought sleeping bags and I had that chocolate, and that was brilliant. And he played Christmas tunes, so that was good. And that does sound festive. That could get you right in the mood. That I bet it was yeah. freezing though, wouldn't it? It was absolutely freezing. Yeah, so we had like sleeping bags and that, but it was good. Uh, on the on a negative side, lad, don't really know if you know what you're doing with cars, but I had to take Rosie's car to the garage, and he basically got in touch with me and we're like. That's a write-off. That's on the end. Oh, that is not. And, and were you driving like, it around before that? Yeah, well, I drove it there, and I thought the car was going to give up on it on the sequence <laughs> in Brighton. I was like, shit, then I'm going to get this in the garage. And Rosie came home. She's like, "How's the car? You know, how much going to cost?" I was like, "It's not. It's fucking write-off. Yeah. <laughs> Looking to get two hundred quid at the scrap." <laughs> I'm going to what that bloody day you car you stole me. Well, it's an absolute fucking disgrace. Lonnie Urquhart is sacked with immediate effect. <laughs> yeah, that's not what you want to hear, is it? So what, are you on the hunt for, like, 500 quid car that on its last legs now, or what are you going to do? I think it might be a lease job. I think when you're, like, yeah. me and you don't have a clue what you're doing with cars, you want, you want the repairs just sorted for you. Yeah, fair. That's all covered, isn't it? What about you? What have you been up to? Um, I think on the last pod I was talking, or the one before, we were talking about what our favourite restaurants are and where we want to go. And one of them, my shout was Cucina, and I managed to go there last night. Um, went there with Velis, and that was lovely. Had a, I'd like to say a two and a half course meal. Starter, we shared uh, garlic bread with cheese, and then we had like a mozzarella with parma ham and 
like wild mushrooms. You know, like those little mushrooms that don't really look or taste like the mushrooms you used to at the supermarket. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like look like tadpoles almost. They were peng. And then um, for the main, I had a swordfish steak, which was banging with like vegetables. And she had uh, like a crayfish and crab pasta. And then to finish, we shared these profiteroles, which are just huge. And I had an espresso martini. And mate, espresso martinis, um, they're a bit like inject it for me. Like I'm a bit, they're a bit like crack. Oh God, yeah. That's I feel like I have one sip and I'm like. I'll tell you what, that crack is really Moorish. I need to down this and get another one. And I've done that a few times and they blow your head off when you do that. But it's, it's hard because like, you know, we're sitting there and she's eating dessert and I'm having a little bit of dessert and I, I sip on an espresso martini and I'm like, I need more. I was late to the espresso martini uh, and literally, yeah, absolutely right. They're like crack. You can't get it in quick enough. I think that they're kind of like, you, you, you can't get, you can't go too far wrong. I've had not great ones, but they're still very drinkable. Yeah. But when you get a good one, it is like different gear. Yeah. So they don't really have a low ceiling, but uh, a low floor, but they've got a higher ceiling. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. You, you're in business when they, when they put a bit of salted caramel maybe round the, round the side oh. of the glass. You think, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, so that was very good. Let's get going on. Oh, just shout out quickly before we move on to the Copperdale Christmas. Then we've got opening question, which should be coming later and later every show. Then we're coming in with another... <laughs> Special fantasy five-a-side team. And then we've got some football and NFL, man. Let's go. But before we do, shout-outs for the week. Uh, so, Hove Park Wednesday um, of Brighton fame, Brighton and Hove. Um, my football team, we played on the weekend. And it was our first game back after the uh, the lockdown that wasn't a lockdown. And we've been really building up. We've been really building some momentum, getting like big like back-to-back wins. We haven't lost at home. And to welcome us back, we were playing a Division Three side. We were a bit worried, kind of, oh, all that momentum, then having a month off, and then playing a Division Three side, are we going to lose it all? Got a one-all draw to a side, three divisions above us, um, and it went, oh. um, it went, and we were losing one nil um, from like just before half time. So to stay in the game and then get an equaliser just felt massive. And also, yeah. and we lost on pens in the end, but at that point, it's a, it's a lottery. And this week, we're going into a double header which is where it sounds mad because they're worried about the fixtures. You play two games all at the same time, but they shave half an hour, uh, they shave like 60 minutes off. So it's four halves of half an hour and then the winner gets six points. Copperdale Christmas. The feature continues and we have now had all of our four quarterfinals complete, which means that we are almost there in terms of deciding the best Christmas song ever. We had two quarterfinals this week and it was three tunes going up against each other in each quarterfinal. So as a reminder, it was Fairy Tale of New York against Driving Home for Christmas against Shaking Stevens. And then in the other quarterfinal, it was Wizard versus Slade versus Mariah. Wizard! The first one, Fairy Tale of New York won by a margin of 64% to 27% for Driving Home for Christmas and only 9% for Shaking Stevens. So, fairly town in New York, fairly convincing margin there, I think, as expected, really, um, in that quarterfinal. Then this one was very tight between Slade, Wizard and Mariah. Slade goes through on 44% versus Wizard's 33 and Mariah's 23. Ooh. So, we have got our semi-finalists booked in. So, this week, 
we're announcing the semi-finalists. There's going to be obviously two semi-finals with, with two in each. Then next week, we'll be announcing the finalists. And the week after, we'll be announcing the winner and recording our special edition of that Christmas song, the best Christmas song ever, in accordance with the Sly listeners. So, first semi, we've got Last Christmas versus Band-Aid. And then second semi, we've got Fairy Tale of New York versus Slade. I mean, this is Clash of the Heavyweights here, isn't it? I think we were saying before, off air, well, um, off air, we're not on air now, but um, you, you don't really want to see that, do you? I mean, they are big no. hitters, family favourites. You don't really want to see them squaring up against each other, so it could be a messy one, this. I'm going to be upset at whoever goes out. But equally, to me, I know that this is your one that you put forward. To me, last Christmas is a little bit of a weak link there, out of the four, personally. I think but I know that a lot of people feel very differently. And you can't, yeah. you can't argue with a bit of George, can you? And do you know what? I'm almost like seeing the video in my head. Like, Band-Aid feels huge because the pure number of people that contribute to the song. Fairy yeah. Town, New York, again, you get images of everyone, like crowds of people in the pub all swinging off each other. That's Christmas. I can just see George on his own rummaging. Yeah. You know? <laughs> sort of a, it's a bit of a lonely battle. So I, I, for me, the, for me, I think Band Aid just a dum 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 dum. That is just so iconic, isn't it? Do you know who the first singer is in in, in Band Aid? There. Is it Majur? That is a great song. A modern Christmas classic. Yelled off at his best. And Majur, don't forget Majur always gets overlooked. Do you mean mid-year? Yeah, that's what I said, Majur. It's not one word, it's two, mid-year. Is it? I thought it was Majur, like Majur Cheddar. Do you know what, I'm getting Majur Cheddar? He's in Majur. I was wondering if it was Paul Young, you've scared me now, maybe it is. I don't know, I'm just guessing, I'm just, I'm just bearding, really. Text in, text in if you know. Text in if you know, the first singer. Tweet us in at Sly FM, first singer on a band-aid. So we've got Last Christmas vs. Band-Aid as the first semi. Then the second one, we've got Fairy Tale of New York against Slade. It's Christmas! That's huge. That's the one for me where I think that the winner could take it all. Although Band-Aid is a fan favourite, isn't it? They're all, they're all heavy. But for me, out of what's left, Fairy Tale of New York just gets you in the mood, doesn't it? It does. It feels like a very boozy semi-final, that, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. That's proper pub anthems. Everyone's getting involved. So yeah. we're going to put the poll out and it's going to be at least three days long. Um, we'll have it finishing kind of early next week and I'll put the details on our Instagram as well. So get on the Twitter and vote. We're, then we'll have the two winners going into the final next week and then the winner revealed on next week's show. So Copper Del Christmas. So now we've got the not-so-opening question. Which, again, for the third or fourth week in a row, I think that it's fine... We're very festive at the moment and there's nothing else to look forward to and there's been nothing to look forward to all year. So I think we get fully in the swing of things here with the listeners. What's the opening question this week, Lou? Opening question is, what is the best Christmas film, Will? In your opinion, best Christmas film? This is hard and I've been blindsided by the, by the question because I didn't see it before the show. But there's a few contenders I can think of off the top of my head. Elf is just unreal. Okay. Love actually does actually hit, doesn't it? It gets you in the feels. Yeah, lad, talk to me. Love actually, you know, the scenes with oh, just Alan Rickman is just so sad, isn't it? That he's not with us oh, anymore yeah. as well. It's re- when he's being a dirty dog and Mr. Bean's yeah. saving him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just that whole film, really. It's a great film. 
so that's up there for me. Elf, I mean, Home Alone. If I had to choose one, I'm probably going Elf just for the banter. Right. It just okay. cracks me up. Do you know, do you know what, Will? I, I had a feeling that you might have said Elf because loads of people say it. And I'm saying, I don't mean it's a bad Christmas film, but for some reason, I think because it was a bit later to the party, I'm, yeah. I, I sort of turned my nose up at it a bit. Got to admit, every time I you watch it. You need to change that. what? You need to change that attitude, I think. And every time I watch it, I have a nice time, but I'm just, I sort of, I'm a bit snobbish. For me, best Christmas film, Love Actually. I think it's got absolute... Love Actually is banging in it. I just think it's got absolute gears. The separate stories, the uh, serendipity of them all kind of mingling in together. The, the scene at the start. Um, the yeah, countdown I, to Christmas they've got as well, where it's like five weeks, four weeks, or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's great. That's the what it's all about, isn't it? The build-up. When the prime minister's um, when the prime minister does his funny dance, oh, like it, it's yeah. I, I think it's a really good Christmas film. Yeah, it's got uh, it's got the emotion, it's got the humour. I mean, in terms of other ones, there's always like, I think there's Bad Santa. There's a uh, like as I mentioned, Home Alone. But for me, that you know, you watch it and they get you in the mood a bit, but they're not like great films in their own right for me. Yeah. Home yeah. Alone, maybe, but not like the second one, third one's killing it a bit, do you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Yeah, and that's the thing, Christmas, you're allowed for it to be a bad bad film, you'll allow it, because it's a Christmas film. Like, I love the one Jingle All The Way, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, I watched it the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that. Oh, it's awful. Where's your Christmas spirit? Um, well, <laughs> Sounds pretty that. horrific. Yeah, yeah, it's awful. Tweet us in, at Sly FM, with your favourite Christmas movie. Um, obviously we're, we're getting in the swing of things now it's the 10th of December as we're recording this which means it's two weeks to Christmas Eve and you know you might be listening and thinking oh, I'm busy at work trying to get things done and you know we're in tier lockdowns and all this I think now's the time where as of this weekend we're in the thick of it usually in any other year we'd be in the pubs all the time by now it would be like from the 1st of December we'd just be pissed constantly until the new year so if you haven't been getting out much get out this weekend Get out next week in the week, get down your local, even if it's on your own or with whoever you live with, and just get boozy and let's have it. That's it. Say, say on the slide, sent you, if anyone asks. All right, another festive feature now before we get on to some more kind of analytical football NFL nonsense. So we've got the returning feature, the five-a-side team. Last week, what did we have last week? Can't even remember. Um, was it cringe, cringe five-a-side? Yeah, it was, yeah. Cringes last week. This week, we've got the Christmas five-a-side team. So, who have we gone for here, Holden? There's a few entrants. And obviously, as I say, tweet us in at FM if you've got any that you think are good little Christmas puns that we, we've forgotten or that you think beat ours, then let us know. Or on the Instagram. Okay, in goal, we've got Slay Given. Slay Given, very good. Yeah, very good. <laughs> and backed up in defence by Silent Zap Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was that uh, night? Where was it? He was at um, Fulham, wasn't he? I think he wound Fulham? up at Bolton as well. Yes, I, I can see him in white, and I think you're right, it's Fulham and Bolton. And he was absolutely. Was it West huge. Brom, maybe, as well? Or was that yeah, pushing the boat out a little he bit? Too huge. Far? Remember how big that fella was? Yeah. He massive, wasn't he? Um, silent that night. Um, in midfield, I feel like he's doing the kind of box to box for you for five aside. We've got Ryan Giggs and Blankets. <laughs> the next um, do you want to talk us through the uh, next two Will yeah we've got uh, two strikers little and large here so we've got baby Jesus <laughs> and, and or Babby Jesus Babriel Jesus like and uh, Andy Christmas Carol up top 
That I mean, in theory, that's your classic little and large. I would hate to see those two playing alongside each other. Yeah, I mean, he's a bit of an angry little man, isn't he? He's an angry elf. Yeah, and I can imagine uh, Andy Christmas Carroll really getting on his nerves where he just bounces off him. Yeah, I can see that. So yeah, you know, we've got that, that's our five team. We've got some honourable mentions and we've got a manager. So do you want to start with a manager and then we'll go on to the honourable mentions? Is this the gaffer getting in two weeks in a row? Oh my god, I think it is, yeah. So uh, for manager, last week it was cringe eleven. We had uh, Alan Pardew in for his dad dance and for this week we've got manager, Alan Pardew in a pear tree. Yeah. Pardew in a pear tree. Pardew in a pear tree. Yeah. I don't know any other managers that might fit the bill there, really, but Alan Pardew in a pear tree does it for me. Frankincense Lampard? Frankincense Lampard, yeah, very good. Yeah. I guess that other honourable mentions, we've got Darren Rudolph as, as a sub goalie. Yeah, he'll feel grieved not to have got in over Slade given there. Yeah, that's a tough one, those two, isn't it? <laughs> and then Wayne Sproutledge. For me, Wayne Sproutledge should be in there. He should be in, absolutely, yeah. Make it a six-a-side team. Have Wayne, Wayne Sproutledge on the other wing to Ryan Giggs in blankets. Yeah, go on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> who's the captain's armband there? Mm. It's all, it might even be Wayne Sproutledge coming off the bench. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh god. Tweet us in at Sly FM with your Christmas five-a-side team, your festive names. All right. Footy. Last weekend we had. North London Derby, which was kind of... I didn't really watch it, because I was watching... Actually, I'm going to talk about the F1 for a bit, a little bit. The F1 last week was pretty good. Hamilton was out for COVID. I don't think you're massively into your F1, are you? Mate, I, I, other than Lewis Hamilton, I couldn't tell you what... I couldn't tell you how many laps they do. Couldn't tell you how many trophies there are. Whatever. I've always been into it a bit, but I fell out of love with it a little bit. And then I watched the um, Netflix documentary on the F1, and it really got me back into it. You should watch it, mate. Honestly, it's so good. There's two series. But basically, what happened last week was Hamilton um, was out with COVID, and Mercedes had got a young driver who actually drives for Williams. They like loaned him to Williams, called George Russell, the English guy. And he put in such a good drive, and he just got ratted by Mercedes, basically. They fucked up his pit stop, and it would have been his first ever... Um, points finish, let alone a podium finish, let alone a win, and he was going to win it. Uh, I saw him do a video, I think, because he's blonde. Kind of like light brown. Yeah, and he's like saying he's devastated, but he was made up with his performance. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, that. he's going to be the next one, to be honest, after Hamilton. He'll be the next, like, Mercedes big driver. But yeah, I was watching that instead of the North, like, North London Derby. But the North London Derby, I wanted Arsenal to do a favour for the whole of football, really, and the whole of mankind in at least getting a point off of Spurs. And they just look shit at the moment, don't they? Oh, mate. Quick question. If there was fans in the ground, do you think you'd have been more likely to watch it? Or was it more the fact they were 2-0 down? Um, it was more the fact they were 2-0 down. I was also like... I'm, I get to points at the weekend. As much as I love the football, I get a bit footballed out at times. Yeah. And I was kind of... With the West Ham result the night before, I was fed up with football at that point. And I just wanted a little F F one break. So, yeah, you need it. Do, do you know what, Will? The, the, my thing is, right? We we uh, do a podcast, don't we? And for three weeks in a row, we've sat here and said what Mourinho's going to do. Why the fuck is Arteta? <laughs> how how is Arteta as a genuine Premier League football manager ended up in a situation where Kane and Son have scored a goal on the break? They've had two shots, uh, and they haven't been ready 
and prepared for that. It just feels schoolboy. And and Arteta coming out after the game, giving it. Um, I, I respect Arteta. I think he's a good man. Does do kind of. There's no going wrong with. I'm gonna wait. <laughs> it, like the the. Arteta coming out after the game going, listen, it's maths. If we put this many crosses in the box... It's we'll not, though, is it? It's like, it's like mate, that, that's correlation, not causation. Like, what, are, what are you actually on about when you're saying that? And You put loads of crosses in and didn't score a single goal against Tottenham. I don't understand. They don't look like they're ever going to win like, or score goals at the moment. Do you know what I mean? They look yeah. like they're just... They, they, they have a lot of the ball. And the pundits were saying it before the game. I did watch some of it, to be fair. But pundits said it before the game. Soonest, I think it was, was saying, uh, they said, how do you think it goes? And he goes, I think Arsenal are going to dominate all of the possession and Spurs will win. That's what we said, yeah. So so why why are Arsenal fans, I'm going to call out Eng here, because I know that Eng is listening and he actually wants to come back on the podcast and talk about his NFL fantasy team because he's dirty smashes this year and usually is shite. So we try and get him on at some point. (laughs) um, Like, why are Arsenal fans, in general, like, trying to convince themselves that having loads of the ball means that you're playing well? It doesn't mean that you're playing well. A lot of the time, especially recently with Arsenal, it means that the other team is willing to let you have the ball because they know that you're not dangerous with it. Yeah. Because they dominate possession. Like, every game they dominate possession, and every game it doesn't look like they're playing well. They're just passing it around with no real purpose. And I, I do think, like, Arteta done an okay job when he came in, but I do think that maybe he has to come under question and come under fire a bit, not just because of the recruitment and stuff, but the tactics. He's changing it around a lot, which is fine because obviously, you know, he can't get, he can't decide his best team. He doesn't necessarily know his best team, but you see, he's playing Aubameyang on the wing, then he's playing Aubameyang up front, then he's playing Lacazette, then he brings Pepe in and plays Aubameyang up front. And then he gives Nelson a game, he gives Willock a game, he gives uh, Saka a go on the wing and plays him at left back. And it's just like, what is this? What what is how this how is this Arsenal team play and how they're going to score goals? Because at the moment, the only way they play football is just by passing a ball yeah. with no real purpose and getting beat every week. Yeah, and you know what? All right, if that's without wanting to piss off fifty percent of our listeners in Eng, um, <laughs> if I do a, if I do a devil's advocate and say right, okay, better teams have still lost to Tottenham, and it's a very specialised thing that they do. Um, trust in the process They'll, they've had a difficult start to the season I think they've played a lot of the tough sides so that 15th place even though we feel like we're halfway through the season it's probably, I, I would say they're probably a little bit behind what they're expected to do their XG stats set, set, suggest that they're behind the amount of goals that they should have scored so I do, th- I do see them making an improvement 15th place isn't a true reflection and, yeah, and this is like it shouldn't even be as Speaking about Arsenal in 15th place, really. Exactly, that's the thing. And I think if they're willing to write the season off, then they need to just back Arteta and see if this process is underway. I don't think he's got the best squad. He's bought a few players that look tidy. That centre-back looks good. Party, for all intents and purposes, even though he was injured and didn't look interested in that counter-attack, he looks like a good player. But I just think, yeah, I think they were just too street smart for them spares. And the thing is, there's possession in terms of when you just measure it this percent. But there's possession where on the pitch you have possession because teams have pressing triggers to go, okay, if you've got the ball that in that area, we're going to pressure it. If you've got the centre-backs have got the ball, sound, have it all you want. And that's the thing, possession for possession's sake doesn't mean you're necessarily going to win games. Yeah. You've got them improving that. Take nothing away from Spurs, to be fair, they did very well. That goal from Son was just, to be fair, that was an unbelievable goal. The way that he, it was great play from Kane putting him through the ball, but he still had so much work to do. And then to finish it like that from that far out, you just got to kind of applaud him, really. But oh, 
Well, and they are just clinical in general. Like, there's one, it's one thing playing like that, but if you only have like four or five chances a hot, like in a game, really, four or five decent chances, and you bury two or three of them a game, then that takes some doing. A lot of other teams are having 20 shots in a game and not scoring. So, you know, there's something to be said for, for the way that they're, they're buying into it. But I, I think people, you know, people uh, go, Arsenal fans are maybe saying, uh, you know, Spurs only had two shots on target. I think what they're forgetting is it was 2 0 in the first half. Mourinho, when he came to the Premier League, said his favourite scoreline is 2-0. When yeah. it's 2-0, Mourinho shuts the game down. He's not interested in attacking. So Why they would they try and score more and risk, risk a lead? When he knows he can literally lock in on 2-0, so he's not going to try it. So I, w- I wouldn't take too much solace from that. I know we restricted them to two chances. That was a definite choice for Mourinho. Um, yeah. And I was just going to ask you then, Will, just it's slightly aside. Have you seen this thing about the Harry Kane foul that he draws in? Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, yeah, don't like it. But he gets it. He is a foul from him, right? Where he just backs into whoever's heading the ball, and usually when there's like a chance of a counter attack, whatever. But this is that thing. What like what I think when the did you watch the Spurs documentary on Amazon or whatever it was? Yeah, yeah. You know, like Mourinho made this massive thing, and he said like you need to be cunts. Like he yeah. said that to his players, and I think you can start. You can see it. To be honest, now. The way that they break play up and like before, I think he's right. They were like just nice guys that rolled over a bit. And now this team of like the people, the players that were kind of nice have now turned and they're, they're getting success from it. So I don't want to talk about Spurs anymore because doing my head in. And I actually don't think that they're going to be up there at the end of the season. But yeah. fair play to them. Let them enjoy it while it lasts. And then they'll all bottle it like they do every other year. I guess looking forward to this weekend, we've got the Manchester Derby. That's the big game. Ole's at the wheel. I mean, they got lucky against West Ham last week. If we had any other striker apart from Haller, who just fell over, which I don't want to spend, I don't want to spend my energy talking about Haller because I can't stand him. But if it was against any other team, they would have been three or four nil down at half time, which is exactly what then happened in the Europa League game when they went three nil down to um, who was it Leipzig or whatever, yeah, in their group. And now he's under fire, Solskjaer. They're at, they're out of the Champions League. They're in the Europa League. I mean. I can't, and, and the thing that I loved about them going out of the Champions League was when, when the West Ham played them on the weekend, Neville was going, and that's the thing about this team, they always find a way. Yeah. No, they don't. They don't always find a way. It's not like they're top of the table where they've actually won anything, is it? They don't always find a way. They've got lucky against West Ham because we don't have anyone that can finish. So, for me, um, I, I'm glad. I, I wish I could kind of see Neville's reaction to that. And I think that, you know, Solskjaer's had time now. Talk about giving him time long term. You could maybe give him another year. But ultimately, he's got his signings in there. The whole Pogba saga, I think that they probably need to get rid of Pogba and have a think about if there's any more like kind of bad apples in that group. But realistically, they've got a good squad and they've spent money on that squad. So, you know, what, what, what are they trying to do? In the league, I don't think that they'll be far off the top four conversation, but they need to get their act together a little bit. Um, Champions League, they're never going to be the next two, three, four years. They're never going to be contending for Champions League again at the moment, I don't think. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he's the guy to kind of get them back up to the top, or whether they're thinking long-term project, build some some youth. In. I don't really know what they what they want. It's not. I don't know. What do you think? I think they need to stand by their man. He's clearly the man for the job. They need. To... <laughs> I, I think. I think we might be trapped in this parallel universe where this process repeats where. Are they going to Solskjaer, try to runs United into the ground 
and then bounces back with an important win. So we're going to see yeah. it on the weekend. They're going to go. He's done, they've done it all, and and I, I, that reminds me again. Someone at the start of this season, I think it might have even been. I don't think it was Skulls. I think it was someone other than Skulls. And Skulls was kind of sticking up for Solskjaer because he's his mate. But they were saying they think what's going to happen with United this year. United will lose games that they should win. They'll lose like crucial games and they'll go through bad phases. And then this team has the quality in players to turn it around when they need to. And they'll do just enough to kind of keep afloat. And then they'll go through a bad patch again. And it will just be enough, as you say, to keep him in a job. But they don't have that kind of collective ethos where they're actually like going out there every week, working their ass off and trying to win games for the club, are they? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, they, they will go and beat Man City this weekend or they'll get a draw and the process will start again. Around. Yeah. <laughs> there they're going to go and bounce. <laughs> You're loving it, are you? Oh, mate, I'm loving it. <laughs> being in the position where I was like, yeah, Douglas, come on. Like, mm. I don't want Steven Gerrard anywhere near the Liverpool job because you, bla- you see Gary Neville, one of the most kind of like level-headed, objective, really great sports pundits, and you see him just like lose his marbles over United. I know. He doesn't know how to appraise him because he doesn't want to slag his mate off. But fundamentally, if that was any other manager, you'd be saying, this fella is... Mourinho finished second with United, do you know what I mean? And he won a trophy and got sacked. Solskjaer, I don't understand how that lad's still in the job. Other than uh, that, the fans say you need to back him, you need to keep him. <laughs> I say, <laughs> yeah, spot on. Any United fans listening, tweet us in at Sly FM with what, with what your thoughts are. But also, just as a quick side point, why is Gary Neville allowed to commentate on Man United games? Why is Jamie Carragher allowed to commentate on Liverpool games? I don't care if they've got insight, every pundit has insight. They have them in the studio. That's fine. Give their little knowledge about the team, whatever. I don't want to be hearing it for 90 minutes. I'm not tuned in to fucking MUFC TV or LFC TV. Yeah. I don't want everything about in that game to be like, oh, Gary Neville's excited because Man U are winning or Gary Neville's slating United because they're not doing well enough. It should be balanced for commentary, in my opinion. I think it's a joke. I've never thought about that. That's just like a new thing. I wonder why that does happen. Like... Does my head in? It was the same. It's the same for Liverpool games with Carragher, and it's the same. Yeah. And it's always them too. They must have other commentators, or yeah. even just stick Carragher on a United game and never won a Liverpool game. I know yeah. you'll then get it in the other the other way round, aren't you? But there must be yeah. other people they can get on. There's more than just Liverpool and Man United fans who, who watch football. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I didn't realise it was annoying, but it must come across that Carragher oh, right. is obviously buzzing. When Liverpool score and then it's moody when they don't. And but yeah. then again, it must have been funny when we lost seven two. Having Carrigan on the mic, having to try and say something. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but it's like I don't want it. Do you know what I mean? It, it was that was great, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> diverse. So I mean, we've got a uh, diverge. I mean, whatever word I'm looking for is looking to looking forward to this week. We've got the Manchester derby coming up. Fantasy football. I don't think I had a great week. I lost last week. Looking at other games where you could maybe get some points back this week. Fulham, Liverpool. Liverpool going to smash Fulham, aren't they? Ooh, Nick and Nick of Nick and Holly fame. Um, uh, we we have some. We have in the past had some right tear ups with Fulham at Fulham's ground. If for some reason, I think it's the it's the Hodge Derby. They hate us because we stole Roy Hodgson off them. Off them. We hate them. <laughs> Roy Hodgson. Um, I think there's been a few, like when we've been going for the title league, give us mad games. We get really up for it. They always put really spicy things in their programs when we play them. So I don't, I don't think, I don't think we're going to get as an easy a ride as maybe 
we would expect when we go there. But also with the fans not being in the ground, maybe we will. I don't know. But out of respect yeah. for Nick, I'm going to say I'm not sure about that game. Okay, well, sorry, Nick, but I think that Liverpool are going to absolutely smash Fulham. And then I think you've got, I, as we, I know we were just slating Arsenal, but I think Burnley at home, that's the kind of game where, you know, Burnley aren't exactly potent themselves. Are they? they kind of just, just go with it. And I think that Arsenal will score a couple against them and win that and just kind of keep ticking over. So I yeah. think that Arsenal, to bounce back, maybe keep a clean sheet, maybe bring in Aubameyang or someone, but probably not at the price on, on fantasy football. Yeah. Um, Leicester at home to Brighton. I think that Leicester will probably win that one. And then I guess other ones, Wolves-Villa, that's a bit of a derby and... Villa are playing pretty well. Wolves, I think, had a heavy defeat, didn't they, against you, wasn't it, last week, Liverpool? Indeed, does. And with Villa, off last week, he didn't have a game. Was it a bye week? I think it might have been. Yeah, they... well yeah, because yeah, they had COVID, didn't they? So they'll be, like, rearing to go. So that, that should be a good watch at 12.30 on Saturday. Yeah. Okay, we're going to move on to some NFL chat now because we're running out of time. We've got... Well, we had our slide tips of the week last week and it was so annoying what happened with the Bears and I'm done with the Bears now. I don't want don't to like get my hopes up anymore about this season. This season was there for the taking and the Bears fucked it, basically. So, you know, I'm done with Matt Nagy. I'm done with Pace and they all need to go. All the offense, it was just shocking. Mitch coming back in is an absolute joke. Yeah. Yeah, less said about it, better. You've got to be beating teams like the Lions. If the the weird thing is that we're actually still in with a chance of getting the playoffs because of the wild card, the way it's working this this year. But I can't see it happening, and I almost hope it doesn't happen now, just to kind of spite them, because I think it's pathetic. <laughs> um, they let the bet down for the slight tip of the week, and then the big one. I think the Otter actually messaged me with our clip where we both said, "Absolute banker this oh, week." Yeah, me and Yuraka. The Seahawks at one to five against the Giants and they lost. What I mean, is going on there? Unbelievable. And then you're looking at the playoffs now and you've got the Giants, the Dolphins and the Browns all in playoffs. And the Browns and the Dolphins have basically already secured it. And the Giants are looking like they will or Washington will. And I mean, all of these teams are just historically awful. So, I mean, it's a bit of a funny season, but... Some good results and even the Bears, you know, if you're not a Bears fan, the way that that ended last week in the last minute with them winning at the end, I think the Lions were 10 points down. They won by 14 in the fourth quarter. Uh, they won by four, so they had a 14-point turnaround in the fourth quarter. And then there were a few other games where it went right down to the wire and it was won by field goals, some overtime, stuff like that. So, I mean, on a Sunday, if, you, if you're sitting in on a Sunday, get your beers in and watch that. If you on can... any given Sunday, yeah. Sunday, and will. Uh, Washington beating the 14 and 0 Steelers. Who saw that? I know, yeah. Well, we've been saying I think that the Steelers are going to get found out. I don't think that they're as good as what like their record says. I didn't think that Washington would be the team to do it, but Washington, I think, are underrated as well. They've got some good players on offense. Antonio Gibson at running back is class. And I think that he went off with, with an injury, which is a blow to them, but they've also got um, Terry McLaurin, or whatever his name is, at wide receiver. They, they seem to really be doing quite well this year, Washington. So it's quite refreshing to see some of the other teams doing well. Yeah. So looking ahead to this week, the Bengals have got the Cowboys. Oh. Bengals uh, are out, aren't they? No, oh, I think yeah, that they're yeah. one of one of uh, 
three teams or four teams that have zero chance of getting the playoffs. So it's them, the Jags and the Jets and the Chargers that are out. Bengals, a bit of pride. Do they go for the, this gets to the point in the season now where it's like, do they go for trying to get a little bit of momentum to carry into next season and playing well? Or do they try and get the higher draft pick and basically fuck all their results? I think it's draft pick, you know, draft pick, draft pick. Um, yeah, another one. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's draft pick. I, I don't think I, I, after they lost to the Giants, didn't they, last week, which actually now the Giants have beat the Seahawks is a bit more less kind yeah. of disappointing. But yeah, I, I think it's just about rip it up, start again, let anyone play. Um, can't really say any more than that. Um, and yeah, I, I wouldn't be going anywhere near the Bengals for any kind of bet for a while, I think. Yeah. And then looking at the other games, you've got the Bucks against the Vikings. I'm saying the Bucks are going to hammer the Vikings this week. And yeah. I mean, the Vikings, I hate them. So first of all, when they, they're like, they, get, they might get in the playoffs now, which I can't believe from where we were six or seven weeks ago. But they're going to get found out eventually. They almost lost. It went to overtime against the Jaguars, who are the worst team by the Jets. They've got one win out of 12. So, I mean, the fact that went to overtime, I think is an embarrassment yeah. for the Vikings. Angie's going to say that's a bite. Um, just quickly, whilst we're on the NFL, I'm just going to give a shout-out to our fantasy league because at the moment, it is real tight. We're going into the last game. So, the way this works in fantasy is you have, like, your regular season, then your playoffs. So, there's eight of us in the league, and this is our um, 14th week. So, going into week – after week 14, it's playoffs. And at the moment, there's – out of eight of us, Enge's through to the playoffs, and then there's six of us all still in with a shout for the playoffs. So it's all on this week, the final week. I've never seen it come down to the wire like this. So I'm currently outside the playoffs, but if I win, I could get it if other results go my way and stuff like that. So I'm hoping for a big week from my boys. Derek Henry for the Titans against the Jaguars. Um, Aaron Jones at running back for the Dirty Cheeseheads against the Lions. I think that he'll do all right. And I've actually got Deshaun Watson in a quarterback against the Bears. Ooh, um, so I'm kind of like, you know, if he, if he doesn't do well and the Bears get a result, that's a win-win for me, even though I want the Bears to lose now. Um, DeAndre Hopkins against the Giants. Got some Kelsey for the, for the Chiefs. So, yeah, I'm cheering my boys on this week, as well as uh, obviously hoping that the Bears win. So I guess we're kind of looking at what our tip of the week is this week. Have you had a look at the fixtures? I have, yeah, and I've, I've tried to kind of pick a safe one, and I think you can basically say if you pick a five-fold, one team's going to let you down. Last week, that was the Seahawks, but I've gone for... Yeah. <laughs> You're going to go for a four-fold then? No, I'm going to go for a five-fold. <laughs> and so, uh, I'm I swear it's one-off every week, isn't it? Yeah, it's always one-off. Uh, <laughs> I should do the Paddy Power thing, but I don't. Uh, I'm going for the Bucks to win, Colts to win, yeah. Packers to win, um, yeah. the Saints to win, and the Cardinals are playing who will? Cardinals have got Giants. Yeah, and the, and the Cardinals to win. So that, that's a five-fold there. Uh, uh, do you know what? I'm actually going to back you on that. And let's have a little team bet. Let's do it. Rather than going our separate ways this week. Yeah. So we've got, remind me, Cardinals, Bucks, Colts, Packers, Thanks. Saints, five-fold. Like it. All right. That's all we've got time for this week. So... I'm going to tweet that in as it's as it's a team bet this week. I'll get the fivefold out there for you all to see. And uh, if you all get on it, then hopefully we'll have a little Christmas bonus coming our way. Tweet us in at SlyFM with your Copperdale Christmas and your five-a-side selections. Till next time, keep it on the Sly. Keep it on the Sly.